a Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Does Does Disney, and I am your host. It's me, it's me, it's the DOZ, Landon the Dawzdone, coming to you once again solo this week. And that's on me this time because I told Steffers that we weren't going to record because, honestly, I didn't think we were going to record because a little peeksy behind the scenes, this is my birthday weekend, and I assumed that I was going to be out doing birthday things. And, well, I did go do birthday things, but I found a small smidgen of time to carve out to bring you some uh, Disney news to start your week off right. Of course, last week I uh, brought your work week at least to a close with a very surprising and, in my opinion, very appropriate episode of Daz Does Disney for April Fool's Day, uh, where I strung together all of these secret sounds that myself and Steffers and occasionally Justin Monorail or the artist formerly known as Justin Monorail, and my mom, the Lotus, in one instance, uh, did do at the end of every episode where uh, I will go and take stuff that doesn't make it to air or stuff that we say before we get into the actual bit of the show. So if you never heard that stuff before, uh, listen to the very end of the broadcast, the very end of the podcast, because, you know, that stuff's there. The end of every episode of Daz Does Disney. Well, not every episode. On the solo episodes, there's generally not a secret sound. Or maybe there is. Eh? Huh? Eh? Huh? We call that a tease in the biz. No, no, there's 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 never secret sounds when it's just me because uh then it would be just me talking to myself, which I mean, I guess technically is this is me just talking to me. Anyway, uh, we have an update on a story that we talked about last week. A return of a beloved show and a couple stories coming from the sunny beaches of Speculation Nation. But off the top, I just want to say this. I am not going to talk about the right wing and their war on quote woke Disney. Um, I think I've made my standpoint known about this in the past. I've made my standpoint known about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his ilk in the past. Uh, I think dude's a bully. I think what they're doing is a lot of performative politics. And I'm old enough to remember in the summer of 2020 when Ron DeSantis got on his hands and knees and begged Disney to reopen so people would start coming back to Florida to spend taxpayer dollars. I, I'm not going to get into it. I think this is, like I said, a whole bunch of performative politics. And this is just pandering and throwing red meat to their base. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about stuff that actually is happening inside the happiest place on earth. We're going to talk about stuff that's actually happening inside the House of the Mouse. What's happening at Walt Disney World. And to get to Walt Disney World, sometimes you got to talk about transportation and how to get to Walt Disney World. Update on a story last week, the return of the minivans. Disney has began the process of rehiring minivan drivers 
for the return of the minivan service. They've started reaching out to former drivers of the minivans, offering them their jobs back as Disney prepares to restart the service this summer. You might remember last week, us and other outlets started reporting of the possibility of Disney bringing back this service, and Disney confirmed those reports last week announcing that it would return, quote, sometime this summer. Now, Disney has started the process of reaching out to former drivers to gauge their interest in returning. Uh, you might remember it during the height of COVID-19, the minivan service was discontinued and Disney sold off some of their uh, very, thank you, Zoe, iconic uh, minivans to different fleets and so in some instances, private collectors, uh, if you've seen a minivan, you know what they look like. They are, well, uh, SUVs that look like, well, Minnie Mouse's dress. So uh, they stand out. But uh, yeah, so uh, one step closer to the minivan service coming back. Still don't know when it's going to come back. Like I said, still, quote, sometime this summer but as soon as we know a date when it is launching we will let you know and, and speaking of the uh, minivan service we had a listener reach out to us at does does disney greatly appreciate you doing that to let us know uh they were used for transportation around the walt disney world property and as transport from mco back and forth however the price point was very high and uh walt disney world has a business relationship with lyft now and uh wanted to weigh in since staffers is you know team universal uh, uh, Universal uh, Resort has a relationship with Uber. So uh, apparently uh, that is, uh, there you go. Appreciate you weighing in on that one. Uh, now, I guess some of the bigger news happening in the parks themselves is the return of traditional non-distance character meet and greets. If you've been to the parks in the last few years, they're offering meet and greets, but they've kind of been different. You've had to stand six feet away and wave uh, to a camera with, you know, Goofy or Mickey or Anna and Elsa in the background behind a velvet rope, so to speak. And that's your meet and greet uh, experience. But Disney put out a statement last week saying, as early as April 18th, we will start reintroducing traditional character greetings at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts, as well as aboard the Disney Cruise Line. Very soon, guests will be able to hug Mickey Mouse, get an autograph from Mulan, and share a laugh with Goofy. We know many of you have missed these special moments and your Disney character friends have missed you too. Uh, and like I said, if you've been down in the parks during the whole COVID protocols and social distancing, um, it has felt different. I know uh, it's it's at least felt different for me. I'm not going to say, you know, it's it's taken some of the magic away, but it, it kind of has. I mean, I, I definitely still enjoyed my time in the parks, not being able to have these traditional character meet and greets go up and, you know, put my arm around Goofy or, you know... Uh, give the thumbs up next to Donald Duck, but uh, I'm not going to lie, there's nothing nothing in the world like uh, getting a hug from Mickey and Minnie or uh, sharing a Wookiee hug with uh, my dude Chewbacca, so I'm uh, looking forward to that, and uh, like Disney said, uh, as early as April 18th, those traditional character meet and greets are going to be coming back, so uh, very excited to see that, and once again, it's uh, one step closer to uh, the return to normalcy, or as uh, I've been known to say on this podcast, normalcy. 
Another instance of uh, returning one step closer to normalcy is the return of the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. Now, this is a show that I have not personally done, but I have some friends and I have some listeners I know who have done this, and they were very excited to learn last week that Disney announced on June 23rd that the Hoop-dee-doo musical review will be returning to Disney's Fort Wilderness and reservations to open up on May 26th. Disney's announcement reads, Yahoo! Let's see. Get ready to clap your hands, stomp your feet, and sing along as the beloved musical dinner show, Hoop-dee-doo Musical Review, returns this summer to the Walt Disney World Resort. Reservations will be available starting May 26th for showtimes beginning June 23rd. The Pioneer Hall players and cast members will be welcoming back guests to this frontier-style, family-fun dining experience in the Pioneer Hall at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Camping Ground. First debuting in 1974, Hoop-dee-doo will once again offer guests a rousing Wild West performance, singing, zany, vaudeville comedy with lots of laughs and an unforgettable countrified feast full of fried chicken, smoked barbecue ribs, and a variety of savory sides, and of course, strawberry shortcake. Since its opening day almost 50 years ago, this fan-favorite show has continued to surprise and delight our guests as Disney grows, we look for new ways to elevate and enhance our classic experiences. Hoop-de-doo will return with a few updates to its script and scenery while staying true to the treasured experience the whole family can enjoy with the hilarious, high-spirited entertainment it's known for all these years. Hoop-de-doo holds a special place in the heart of many Disney fans and cast members and has been creating special memories for generations. We've heard from so many guests who are excited about the show's return and we look forward to seeing the curtain rise once again. So big takeaways from this announcement. Like I said at the top, shows start running again on June 23rd. If you want to be in on those first waves of shows, you need to put in your calendar May 26th. That is when the reservation window opens. And this is a beloved show for some people. So I have a feeling those first few shows are going to be highly contested. So if this is something that you and your family have been missing out, and this is a key experience for you and your family and it makes or breaks your experience down at Walt Disney World staying at Fort Wilderness you need to have an alarm set on a May 26th to try and snag one of those reservations again reservation start May 26th show starts June 23rd another takeaway from this statement from Disney Hoop-dee-doo will return with a few updates to its script and scenery while staying true to the treasured experience the whole family can enjoy. So this isn't going to be the same show you've seen. Well, it's still going to be mostly the same show, but there's there's going to be some new elements to it. Maybe they've taken away uh, and added some stuff, but I'll be interested to see, especially those fans that this is a beloved show and a beloved experience. Well, and I'll be interested to see what was taken away and what was added, what these few updates to the script and scenery actually turn out to be. But like I said, this is an experience I have not personally uh, had a chance to do. I would love to do it, but I have some friends in the Disney community who, when this news broke last week, they were 
pumped. So if you are one of those people who were over the moon seeing that Hoop-de-Doo was coming back, I'm super pumped for y'all. But I'm just pumped in general because with the return of Hoop-de-Doo this week, last week we got the announcement that Finding Nemo's show is coming back. Uh, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular is back in Hollywood Studios. Um, we're getting more stage shows. The... Uh, Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair in uh, Magic Kingdom is back. Um, uh, there's going to be another story coming from Speculation Nation later in the show. We're getting back to... Oh, and how could I forget? In the Animal Kingdom, one of the best shows on Disney property, the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. Granted, I'd like it to just get back to the Festival of the Lion King, but still, we're getting back to that Walt Disney World experience that we had before the pandemic. I would like for them to do away with park reservations, but that's a whole nother podcast. But again, another step towards normalcy, or if I was a normal person, I'd pronounce it normalcy. But I'm just excited that we're getting back to the way things were, or as close as we can to the back to the way things were. But with the announcement of Hoop the Doo Musical Review coming back in June after its long hiatus, um, uh, you, you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. They got a cast to build. And if you have a cast to build, you got to put out an audition call. And if you're a listener to this show, you know what that means. It's time for Landon to put out his auditions. So, okay, here we go. We got, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, count them, six roles that Disney is looking to fill. Now, the roles listed are for substitute and casual temporary positions. That is because current full-time equity and character cast members are currently under consideration and they don't need to audition. I mean, they already got their foot in the door. Disney, Mickey, they know what they got in these cast members. Tip of the cap, salute. Good for you. Already getting in. Break legs, ladies and gentlemen. But for us on the outside, if we just want to be understudies, if we want to be standbys, if we want to be break glass in case of emergencies, here is what we're looking at. First up, oh Lord, okay, some of these are, uh, are, 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 are ladies, how am I gonna... Okay, first up, we got Claire DeLune. She's Johnny's girl. She's adorable, lovable, and flirtatious. Full of life and best known for her outrageous giggle. She's a singer who dances. All right, well, that's good that she's a singer who dances because this is kind of a musical review and... I'd imagine you need to sing and dance in a musical review. Sorry. Next up, we got Dolly Drew, strong woman and an Annie Oakley type, vaudevillain style comedian. Her mannerisms and style are less than demure. Character actor slash comedian. All right, cool. I can get behind an Annie Oakley type character who is also a comedian. I'm uh, so uh, there you go. Uh, next up, we got Flora Long, beautiful leading lady, sweet and petite, which is how I've been described in my personal life. Vocal soloist, a soprano. All right. Next up, we got Jim Handy, leader of the troop, a leading man type, handsome, outgoing, friendly, vocal soloist, heroic bass and baritone. All right. I think I'm 
in the lead for that one. I gots to tell you. Here's my bass and here's my baritone. <clears throat> I don't know what that was. That was weird. It was definitely weird, but I still don't know what that was. Next up, we got Johnny Ringo, handsome and dapper, the strong and dance man, a true gentleman, classic air of sophistication. Once again, we got a singer who dances. I don't understand why all your singers ain't dancers if it's a musical review. Feels like everybody should be singing and should be dancing too. <clears throat> and finally, we have six bits, yeah. A punster, vaudevillian style comedian. His brand of humor is often slapstick, yeah. A character actor slash comedian. And I'm just now realizing he sounds like the macho man, Randy Savage, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't think this was my best character work. And also, I don't think I'm going to be uh, making an appearance in the hoop de doo review, which, as uh, we've stated, is returning June 23rd to uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness uh, Resort. So, uh, and reservations open up on May 26th. Um, uh, but uh, speaking of Fort Wilderness Resort, that is one of your options if you do want to stay on property. But if you are wanting a cheaper option to stay on the Walt Disney World property to get those perks, you know, talking early entry into all the parks and, you know, uh, advanced dining reservations, 60 days out, possibly to get those hoop-de-doo review reservations. Uh, for the first time since March 2020, all Walt Disney World resorts are now open. The last resort that had been closed, Disney's All-Star Sports Resort, began welcoming back guests late last week um again this is just an episode talking about the return to normalcy the return to disney pre-pandemic um once again take away the park reservations um uh i think this is a big deal and i'm a proponent of the all-star resorts uh granted the only one i've stayed at was all-star movies i thought that was a very fun experience fun theming uh in the room fun theming in the resort and a pretty good price point as well uh we know that going to disney is not cheap not even a little and sometimes you don't need the five-star luxury of, you know, the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian or the Swan and Dolphin even. Uh, sometimes you just need a place for you and your family to lay your head at night or to grab a bite to eat. Um, and the All-Star Resort, they got that. And they got that at a pretty good price too. And plus you get to stay inside the Disney bubble. You get to take advantage of the Disney transportation. You get to... Like I said, take advantage of all the perks of staying on property of Disney. Um, I, I, I think this is awesome. Um, so if you and your family uh, are looking at staying at one of the all-star resorts, uh, two thumbs up from the Dawes, particularly the uh, movie uh, resort. Fun stuff. Uh, me and the artist formerly known as Justin Monorail and Old Man Frank of Dillo's Diz. Be sure to listen to them dropping every Thursday, uh, Dillo's Diz and Dillo'sDiz.com. Uh, we stayed in a Little Mermaid room. Uh, three dudes in a Little Mermaid room the day that Galaxy's Edge opened. That was that was fun. Stuff like that. That's, that's, that's why I love doing this. That's why I love going to Disney. Memories like that. 
All right, and our last story, this is this is a question I think a lot of us asked when we first heard the concept of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, when we heard the concept pitched, and then when we heard what it was going to be, and then when we heard the first reports of what it actually was. Sounds amazing. Sounded like it was going to be amazing, then we heard it was amazing. But... If you're forking over six grand for you and your party to experience this story-driven two-night, two-day, or day-and-a-half, whatever, adventure. If you did have the money, what was the realistic, quote-unquote, replayability of the Galactic Star Cruiser? And it seems like Imagineers are asking... This same question, because in a recent interview with Gizmodo, Walt Disney Imagineer Alex Lee hinted at some of the direction that the Star Cruiser experience could go to increase the replayability of the two-night adventure. In the interview, Lee talks about, get this, some of the grassroots efforts of the fans to incorporate the Holiday of Life Day from the Star Wars canon into the theme parks. Uh... This led to Disney, of course, monetizing these efforts into Life Day merchandise, specialty foods and beverages that you might have seen if you've been in the parks here recently. On my last trip, I saw quite a few uh, coffee mugs and water bottles for Life Day. But Lee says that Disney is looking to fans again to try and lead them in a direction to take the Star Cruiser. From the interview with Gizmodo, quote, I think we're going to start seeing things happen organically as we begin to get closer to Life Day and people playing harder into that, that we're going to have the opportunity and our performers are going to have the opportunity to react to and kind of pick up on more and inject all of that into their storytelling. And then, of course looking at opportunities down the line for formal events and of those potential possibilities might come into play, end quote. Um, okay. Uh, now, you do have to realize the Galactic Star Cruiser itself has been live for, what, a couple months, maybe? Uh, so I can't blame them for not already announcing, you know, huge plan altering changes so far they're already and on the one hand i think it's cool that in this instance lee is saying that he wants the fans to kind of be the inspiration for the changes that could come down the line but on the other hand i would hope that you know the imagineers and the people who own the ip disney would be the ones that would, you know, be that spark of inspiration that would introduce this replayability, for the lack of a better term, uh, into the Galactic Star Cruiser. But of course, I mean, I don't know how realistic it is that there are going to be people. It's like, yes, I've been on the Star Cruiser four times. And I got to tell you, the second experience, that's where it's at. That's the sweet spot. Anything past that, you've seen everything. But uh, I I think it's good that Disney, A, already is of the mindset that they do know that they, they need to have some variety, so to speak, when it comes to this experience. But at the same time, 
I was kind of hoping that it would be Disney and their Imagineers, their best minds that came up with the Galactic Star Cruiser. They would be the ones to, you know, take take the, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and they would uh, take onus to come up with, you know, the different options that you could take. But uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Again, no announcement has come out as to what could happen. These last two stories were just coming from the fun, sunny beaches of Speculation Nation. But yeah, that is uh, this episode of Does Does Disney. Uh, catch me on the Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your button munch uh also follow the show on twitter uh at does does disney that's d-o-z-d-o-e-s uh, and then y'all know how to spell disney follow steffers at asian zing 95 on twitter check her podcast out adventures with steffers on uh, itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast uh, adventures with steffers.com and on the insta uh she's uh doing a lot of streams so check her out her twitch as well and um uh yeah, if you want to interact with the show, if you want to weigh in on any of these stories that I talked about, I mean, I mentioned talking on the uh, minivans that a listener wanted to kind of, uh, for, well, for the lack of a better term, and this has a negative connotation, but I don't think this is how this listener uh, meant to come across, and I didn't take it as such, quote, set us straight on the minivans, uh, they, they did get at us, and I greatly appreciate that, because if I say something incorrect, I don't want it to float out there in the ether and just be incorrect. Please let me know. Let Steffers know. And if Steffers says something, definitely let me know because I'm going to make fun of her. No, no, that's me. I uh, love Steffers and uh, love y'all. Thank y'all. Best fans uh, in the uh, Disney podcasting game. If it, uh, if it wasn't for y'all, I don't know if I'd be doing this. But uh, thank y'all for coming along for the ride. It means the uh, world to me. But um Thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and team members living wages. They are what makes the magic happen. We love coming down to your parks. We love coming to spend our money in your parks. But if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Uh, be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. Costs you nothing to be kind. Costs you nothing to be decent. And you don't know how far a simple, kind word will go to somebody else. And uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. It's very important in this day and age. Lots of lots of negativity out there. And unfortunately, it's uh, starting to invade our little uh, Disney World bubble. Hell, it might have already been here. But now uh, a different type of negativity is starting to rear its ugly head. Uh, and... Um, it's a, a special type of ugly. So uh, take care of yourself. Know when to get off the bird app. Know when to log off twitter.com because uh, that place is a cesspool. But uh, take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. For Steffers. Well, I can't speak for Steffers on this one. But for me. But for Landon. I love y'all. Take care of yourself. Now for Steffers. We'll see you back here next week. But if we don't, Thanks for coming along for the ride. You've been great. I've. <laughs> We've. 
been Dawes Does Disney. The man is nonstop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm not rewriting Hamilton uh, into Spider-Man, telling the story of Alexander Spider-Man. It's like, like, I don't give a shit about the camera, but it's, but I'm all about that battery life. Well, after that phone call, I have no fucking idea where I was. Neat. Well, I think I can find it at the bottom of this Bloody Mary. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. Yeah.